Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Talk About It, Sis. I am your host, Maya, and I'm here with my co-host. Amanda, what's up, guys? Also, sorry that we were not on last week. Um, I had COVID, but I am back and I'm better. Testing negative, you feel me? (laughs) So, yeah, this is episode, I think, 15, season two. And today we have a special guest, my friend, London. We have been friends for, I don't even know, more than a decade, I think. More than a decade, Yeah, yeah, definitely. More than a decade. <laughs> um, and seeing each other through some different seasons. So, uh, London, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Shout yourself out. Sure. Hi, y'all. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, yes. I'm London McCoy. I am a singer, songwriter, and DJ. Um, I live in Brooklyn, originally from New Jersey. So, yeah. We're excited about this episode. So, London came over my house a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we got on the subject of celibacy. We were both celibate for a very long time mm-hmm. in our young lives. <laughs> um, so, I thought it would be a great episode to talk about it. I know I've, like, touched on in the past and alluded to the fact that I was I was celibate for six years, but I never really, like, got in depth about that journey and what that was like. Um, and London, uh, I know, has had a similar experiences, maybe not similar in how, they, how she felt during the experience but similar time so can you tell us how long uh you were celibate for and what ages oh okay so i was celibate for five years and that was uh 21 to 26 okay cool so very similar i was celibate for six years from 20 to 26 as i've said previously yeah so i guess we'll jump right in uh landy do you want to tell a little bit about your celibacy journey and like why you decided to be celibate in the first place sure i would love to share that first um so (laughs) so yes i was um i decided to become celibate at such an early age and i say early because i believe entering your 20s is when most women discover this you know sexuality they're exploring things exploring your bodies finding out what works how it works, what don't work. Mm. And I didn't experience that. I lost my virginity at 17. So that's a short, if you do the math, it's not that long, you know, and I was in college. Doing Same. God knows what, letting, I, won't, I don't know if I can curse on here, but like letting people do God know what to, to me, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I really didn't have any sexual experience um, or a good one, I should say. So I decided to go to church and get my life together, um, get my life together, what I thought that looked like at that time. Mm-hmm. Um and in Christianity, there you're encouraged to be celibate and save yourself for marriage. So that's what I did. And I dated in that time. I had Christian boyfriends. And to be honest with you, we were celibate, but we tried things. So honestly, we weren't celibate because we still were doing sexual, we still had sexual encounters. Um, it just wasn't penetration. Yeah. And then I would shame myself. So <laughs> anyway, the experience I would say overall was okay. But if I could go back, I wouldn't choose to do it the same way okay so my i felt like my story is super similar um i got super saved and super christian at 20 my pastor was very like gung-ho at the time about like what it meant to be saved sanctified so that meant no sex till marriage so I immediately, well, it's it's actually crazy. I've actually never really told this story in public, but so I was like going back and forth with whether celibacy was for me. That's what they were like preaching. But I was like, I don't know if that's true, blah, blah, blah. And I had like a little, you know, F buddy in college that I would have been having sex with for a couple months, whatever. So I prayed and I was like, 
God, if I'm not meant to have sex anymore, send me a sign. (laughs) So sex had been great up to that point. The next time I had sex, I had the most excruciating pain Mm. I have ever experienced in my entire life. So I was like, I guess this is a sign. (laughs) I never had sex again (laughs) for six years. Um, I don't know what to make of that story now looking back, but it's, it's wild to think about. And yeah, a lot of like, I think wrong reasoning for being celibate, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, Amanda, do you want to chime anything in? I don't think I have anything to add. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just listening to you guys' story. You know, I was celibate once for six months, <laughs> not really by choice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm actually just listening. You know, I mean, I find it interesting that both you all came to this point where I guess what prompted you all to become celibate was Christianity, and I think maybe I just never had that kind of influence to make me even think about it yeah i guess like looking back how do you think that that impacted your life london well i would say um number one looking back i don't think that i was celibate for god or for a husband Mm. i think i was celibate to be um accepted i think i was celibate Mm. to be um to reach a i guess to be the perfect christian or what i thought that Mm. looked like Mm -hmm. and for god to receive me and to forgive me for my past i just thought this was a way to you know a a new start and to get it i i I want to just clarify that because i think a lot of me at that time felt like oh if I save myself, I'll get a husband. But to be honest, mm-hmm. I didn't really know if I wanted a husband at that time. So yeah. I can't say it was for that. I think it was more acceptance yeah. for me. That makes sense. I don't really know. I feel like for me, it was like a pride thing. Mm-hmm. Like it gave me a pride in myself and a sense of self-esteem. So I guess like before I had gotten saved, <laughs> I was very, I had very low self-esteem. I, you know, had boyfriends that were not good. And so I felt like, oh, now I have this thing that makes me like good and I can like protect that. And like, I don't know how to explain it. So I'd be like, yeah, I'm celibate. And it was like a badge of honor for me. Mm-hmm. I um, agree. And so I actually never did anything with anybody during those six years like I didn't I didn't do anything like I definitely had kissed maybe like one or two dudes but there I didn't date girl like I was like really gung-ho about this because I think it was a badge of honor and then now looking back I'm like why the hell (laughs) did I do that like what was I thinking like when I started having sex again at the age of 26, I realized I went like, I won't say buck wild, but <laughs> I realized how much I missed out on. Like, those are like key. So I think, I don't know, you could tell me how you feel, but I thought, I kind of feel like it's like a, there's like a pros list and a cons list. The pros for me was that like, I saved myself a lot of trouble with like mm-hmm. crazy dudes that I'm sure I would have encountered. And like, but the, negative is that I really didn't get to like explore my sexuality from a young age so I ended up doing that at like 26 and 27 and then feeling like I was really behind no so I didn't date for those six years and I'm like oh man like if I probably would have dated for those six years and had sex for those six years I'd be married like you weren't missing out on anything (laughs) I'm here to let you know I was just talking about this with somebody but those 20s those early 20s you weren't you weren't missing out on sex guys it's where we're at now and I'm London I don't know how 
how old you are, but in our thirties, mid thirties, this is where it's at. And I feel like me, I don't have too much to look back on my twenties. So I'm like, wow, I had some really great sex. And maybe like one or two guys. But for the most part, no. You ain't missed nothing, girl. I hope. I mean, how do you feel London? Do you feel like you missed those years? I do. I'm like, I'm that is so reassuring to hear that because I'm like, wow. I felt like I'm like, what? Similar to you, Maya. I just was like, what the hell? Like, why did you so for me, I will say the pro. The pros start with the pros, the good stuff. Yeah. Um, it taught me self-discipline, um, yeah. which I didn't think I had prior to this, you know, prior to that time in my life. I had a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. which was very helpful for me to just be by myself and, so true. you know, not use sex as uh, a void, um, which I definitely did um, prior to celibacy. But mm, I didn't even think about that. I'm um, sorry. Can I get a snap for that? I definitely did that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but... The cons would be, for me, exploring my sexuality, understanding what I like as a woman. Um, even masturbation was um, frowned upon, um, oh, yeah. at my church at least. Um, so just understanding like my body parts and like wanting to be pleased by someone, but I don't even know what pleasure looks like. Shame was big for me, just having thoughts, um, any type of sexual thought. And then if I kissed uh, my boyfriend oh my or God, let so him fill me up, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting aroused and I'm feeling bad for that, which is mm-hmm. crazy as hell. But then jumping into having sex um, after 26, I would enjoy sex, but I would feel guilty about it. And I would mm. go back and forth in my mind because I'm like, and it actually messed with me so much that I couldn't orgasm at one point mm. because I felt so much shame. Damn. And, and I was just like, what the hell is going on? And then I figured it out from like watching YouTube and just like, I'm into like sexual education. So I would watch these videos and read things. I'm like, oh, that's what's wrong with me. Thanks, yeah. Jesus. Just kidding. Like, yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, and I did have that struggle. So I'm just like, well, God doesn't want me to have pleasure. This is weird. This doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. And so I think about that too. And I think about, so when I started having sex again, I had a very traumatic experience and ended up going celibate again for another year. So I actually missed like seven years. And so I really feel like I just missed out on like these experiences. And then when it was like, I didn't, I don't know if I had a lot of shame when I started having sex again, because I was just so over it. I was going through like a come to Jesus moment, but more like leave Jesus moment where I was like really questioning, like, what is true? Like, is the Bible even real? Like my thing, uh, my whole thing at the time was like, you know, God, what we learn in church is that like God is a healer, right? You know, if we're sick or we're going through emotional things we can look to God and he'll free us and we'll be healed but my major thing was okay I've been serving God doing all the right things for six years how come I'm not healed so that Mm -hmm. was the thing that made me leave church like I was finally like like yeah whatever like I'm done with this this doesn't make any sense I'm doing all I'm I'm crossing all my t's and dotting all my i's and I'm not reaping the reward that they say anyways so I didn't really have any shame when I started having sex again but I did realize that like You know, a lot goes into sex, having a voice, like to say what you like and what you don't like. I had no, I had nothing to say because I didn't know. So I like let people do things to me that I didn't even know if I liked. And I didn't have the words to express that I didn't like it because I had never like had any real agency over my body in a sexual Mm -hmm. way. I was like, "Uh, I don't know what I'm doing here. Mm. And like a fear of saying like, oh, I don't like this. Where I feel like had I, you know, had that experience earlier i'd be more comfortable doing that does that make sense mm. yeah, yeah that's that's does. i get yeah. it i get it i get that part now the part yeah. where you say what you're missing so definitely mm-hmm. i got a question though yeah. um mm-hmm. 
And I don't know if this is like TMI, but when you all were celibate, did you masturbate? Because you mentioned it being shamed. (laughs) Yes, I did. And I was like literally masturbating like midway, like, oh, this is so bad. Like, (laughs) And I was like stopping myself. That's why I had such like frustration with orgasm because I'm like, I can't because this is bad. Like it was terrible. (laughs) I did it once every like four months and then I'd be like, okay, now I have to. Now I have to figure out how to get back on God's good side. <laughs> right. Or like, like I go to church after and be like, do they know? Right. Right. Like, right. They sense it on me. Do they know I'm in sin? Yeah, the spirit of lust on you now. Yeah, Rip it. Right. Like it's just really, really messed up. Like when I look back, I don't know. Some of the church and religion stuff, I think it's just so I think it's really shameful and it can really mess up your head. I have a question for you, Maya. So during your celibacy, were yeah. you ever upset when you found out that someone you thought was celibate was like also having sex? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, ever, I won't mention any names, but I ha- actually had that moment with Amanda. Remember? Yeah, I do remember. <laughs> so I found out that somebody that we both know, I'm like, I was like, I remember because I had a conversation with this person and I was like, yeah, it's hard out here, like being celibate and blah, blah, blah. I'm going on six years and whatever time it was at the time. And she was like, yeah, girl, I know. Blah, blah. Scratch his neck. I'm just pissed because I'm like, bro, like I'm out here really trying and really trying to save myself for marriage and people are portraying themselves to be doing so and throwing it back. Like, was bad. literally throwing it back. <laughs> what about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I felt betrayed. I just was like, yeah. I felt betrayed, but I also was envious. I really was. I was envious mm. that they were out here getting their rocks off. And <laughs> I am like the freaking New York meme in my bed, mad because I'm sexually frustrated. For yeah. all, but this is why I say it, for me, it was all the wrong reasons because mm. I really didn't have an attachment to, I don't know if I, in my core, I really don't know if I believed everything I said at that time. Mm. I didn't yeah. know any better. But yeah, like- they used to tell us that, like, anytime you have sex with somebody, that you have a soul tie mm-hmm. and you're attached to that person for the rest of your life unless you break that tie. Like, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of teachings that were just, like, really grounded in shame and, like, sex will ruin your life. And mm-hmm. How do you think, I guess, that that time period impacted, like, your view on sex? So I think it just... Like again, I said shame before. I think, but like now, you, I guess. But now, yeah. now, well, well, now I don't have those same issues, so I don't mm-hmm. feel shameful at all. I see sex as more of a natural, a natural activity and connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that it holds as much weight as mm-hmm. I thought it did. Um, mm-hmm. Like similar to what you said about soul ties, and you know, I think that if that's true, you can have a. First of all, kissing is way more intimate, um, and in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think that can, I think I shouldn't say way more. Kissing is just as intimate to me um, as mm-hmm. sex. It can be, mm-hmm. um, especially if you have emotions involved. So emotional attachment. I should put that in there when you have. No, I've um, heard a lot of women say that. So when you say, I'm like, am I the only one that doesn't think kissing is intimate? I guess I think that because. There have been, there's been a person that I've slept with and didn't think twice, but there's a person that I've kissed and I'm like, oh my God, like wow. this person, you wow. know? Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's why I say that because I'm like, um, some of y'all is swiping delete. So I, I didn't have no attachment. It definitely wasn't a soul tie because mm-hmm. I don't care. There's no, like, right. there's nothing there, but that's why I said that. But, um, 
yeah, back to your question. I feel like now I'm a lot more empowered and I want to remove that shame from women, mm-hmm. especially black women. Um, and that pleasure yeah. is your birthright. Like you should feel pleased is your body. You should explore your body. Um, first of all, like all the health benefits with stress, anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. um, like chemically how that works. But I do think that it didn't help me with Christianity. Mm. Um because just seeing how men are treated when it comes to celibacy and how they're excused from that for whatever reason, at least from my experience, I've witnessed just like more so women being pushed to be celibate to save themselves from marriage or a husband really. And I don't really feel like I see the same with men. I think um, when it comes to like masturbation, pornography or anything like that, I think that they have an excuse you know, they have like a pass for whatever reason. So yeah, I think that, yeah, I, I don't think I have any more shame when it comes to sex, you know? Yeah. I don't think I have any more shame either, but I do think that I carry some of those teachings with me. And I don't know, like, for example, like the value of my body and that it is a deep thing to be sharing my body with somebody else. I don't know if that is a carryover from that idea. Like not to say that I haven't had, you know, sex that was more casual. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess more recently I feel less bad about it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think maybe within those first few years of coming out, I still thought like my body is valuable and I shouldn't just be giving it up like this. So maybe that is shame. Um but mm-hmm. I think it, that- it may not be shame. It's just your your personal values. Yeah. Like as I'm I'm open about casual sex. I don't believe in the whole soul tie thing. But I understand that there are people who perceive that as it is, and I think that's okay. Yeah. It's more so don't shame someone else for not feeling that way. But if you know you you can't have sex with someone that doesn't really have an emotional attachment, I definitely don't think you should do it. And I tell Hmm. girls a lot, like, girl, this casual sex life is not for you. Sometimes I feel like, but that's the thing. I don't know because sometimes I feel like I haven't had enough sex, right? Like, how would I know if casual sex is for me if I've done it so little, you know? Well, how do you feel after a sexual encounter? I think that tells you. I think one time having sex, how you feel, like, but how do you feel about, like, a general, someone you just met or, like, a one-night stand? Do you participate in one-night stands? Like, I don't think it takes a lot of sex to understand, like, you know what, casual sex ain't for me. Yeah, I don't know yet. I don't You don't think you know yet? (laughs) Is it because... Is it because, do you think it's because you're thinking that sex means commitment? No, mm. no. I don't think that sex means commitment at all. I well, think. Yeah. But I'm like, is so I was just listening to a podcast about this the other day about like whether we are able to truly have sex without attachment. Mm. So, and they were basically saying that like, no, we cannot, like most people cannot. And we do all of these things to prevent us from getting attached to the people we have sex with. Like we say, okay, I won't kiss them. I won't spend the night. I mm. won't see them on a regular basis. I won't do this for more than three months because sex automatically like builds attachment. Mm. So I'm like, well, is all sex like, isn't it inevitable that if you keep doing it with this same person, it's eventually going to lead to attachment for everybody, no matter what your views on sex are. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I would just say like, I would wonder like how intention plays into that. Because I think that some people have different intentions. Some people are just okay with being pleased and getting pleasure and they're cool with having sex with this person and, you know, getting to orgasming or having a good example, good, good experience together. And if, and having that relationship, but it doesn't have to mean commitment. Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't necessarily disagree, but I will want, I don't know if that's like applies to everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, they were saying like they had some percentage on there. I don't know. That's some people can do it, but most people can't. So I don't know. That's just something interesting to think about. I think for me, I I don't know. I think I need to do it more to see. <laughs> uh, I think some of that is socialization. Like there are some people that can't do it, but then they feel shame or they think about what someone would think of them for having sex and I don't really like this person. I mean, I've seen people say, how do you have sex with somebody you don't like? Or how do you have sex with somebody that you don't kiss? And I'm like, is something wrong with me? But I know ain't nothing wrong with me. No. But the reason that I can't say that is I've had sexual partners, obviously prior to marriage, who I've had sex with for almost a decade. Mm. And there's never been an emotional attachment. It was like, that's my dog. And we Mm. get each other off and I can see them to this day and it just be like, what's up? And I think the attachment end up... It just ends up coming from if there's a emotional connection with you all, like you just start to like them. And maybe because we don't talk on the phone or we don't get to know each other, that plays a role in it. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's maybe the boundaries set in that kind of sexual relationship. I mean, now that I think of it, I've definitely had casual experiences with somebody I just didn't even like. You know, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like this guy. Uh, like this thing. And <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And then I've had, ca- and not even that, I was just like bored. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not even going to say that I even like the sex. It's just like mm, something to do. Um, <laughs> That's so true because I could think of a person who I've had sex with and they were just there. But like on their end, I know for a fact that they thought that it was just so much more than what it was. Mm. And they've mentioned it before. And I'm like, honestly, you were just there. Like, if you wasn't there, it was right. me and me. Like, you just happened to be there. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still in a weird place where I'm like, I don't really know how I value sex. I think I'm still fi- figuring it out. Like, sometimes I feel like I go through seasons where I'm like, my body is my own and I must <laughs> protect it. And then I'm going through seasons like, all right, it's hot girl summer. I'm about to throw my man with somebody's son. <laughs> so I feel like maybe that's the Gemini in me. I don't know. But I just feel like I feel sometimes totally wildly different than how I felt before. So I mean, maybe. as far as celibacy, I admire the discipline. And I know, Maya, you said that at some point you wore it like as a badge of honor. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you don't feel that way but it's amazing to be able to be celibate from sex i mean honestly if i was celibate for that long i'd be hey i got all this discipline okay (laughs) all this temptation i said no so Mm -hmm. for me i feel like it's something to be proud of and it's always in the back of your mind like i did this i abstained for six whole years (laughs) i have the discipline yeah, I guess I don't think about it like that anymore. Like okay. I don't I don't think about it as a badge of honor. Now when I think about that, I reevaluate how I was thinking about it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, that wasn't that wasn't right. Someone right about that thought process. Um now when I look at it, I'm like, okay, that's like cool. But I think more about what I missed out on. And yes, of course, like it's amazing to have that level of discipline, but like I also didn't drink for those six years. Like mm-hmm. I am a and I have a very regimented personality. Mm-hmm. So for me, deciding I'm not gonna do something and not doing it is part of is literally part of my personality. Oh, part, okay. Yeah, I can literally wake up one day and be like, I'm not gonna do this no more. Yeah, and I never really felt that tempted during that time to okay. have sex with other people actually i mean like i felt tempted to like release my whatever you know release my sexual energy but i never felt tempted to have sex with other people it became no longer a part of my life you know okay. like um because i wasn't dating so i was just like mm, i was gonna okay. ask you that like mm-hmm. do you think if you were dating that would have challenged you in your celibacy you know <sighs> um yeah 
Probably, probably. I don't know if I would have like taken it as far to be doing the deed, but I think it would have like challenged me. Probably, who knows? I feel like I was a totally different person. I feel like when I talk about the person I was when I was celibate for those six years, I don't even know who that girl is. <sighs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I think it's funny. Well, I mean, the funny thing is that Maya and I knew each other during that time. <laughs> so yeah. looking back, we've had these conversations, like looking back on who we were, I'm mm-hmm. not ashamed of it. I think it's funny. I love, it just shows me so much growth. And I love what Amanda said about, I've never considered that like, wow, I've done this for five years. I didn't drink either for five years. I'm never doing wow. that again though. I will say that. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to do. I'm going to have me a Here drink. I am. <laughs> yes. But for me, and I'm the opposite, Maya, I don't have it that easy where I could just wake up and say, I'm not going to drink. I'll probably play with it a little bit and then eventually commit like two weeks after. But it's not very easy for me. I have to have like a hard why. But mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you said that, Amanda, because now I will take that away from this conversation and say, wow, I did this for five years. I can apply that yeah. to something else in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It does yeah. let me know that you at least have the discipline to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely going to bust it open, though, because I'm not doing that again. Um, I don't know if I did ask you this, but like, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about um, sex now? You did kind of ask me that um, in a way, but um, if I wasn't clear, I think sex is great now. I'm Mm -hmm. having the, I think I'm, and in my thirties, I think I'm just exploring more. I'm more confident. I'm more sure of who I am. So it's a better experience in my 20s prior to being celibate. I didn't know who the hell I was. So it was so much easier to manipulate me and make me feel like sex starts and begins, starts and ends with a man's pleasure. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely my mm-hmm. mind at the time, which is trash, trash, trash. I didn't know what mm-hmm. I was doing or what was being done to me. Um, so now, yeah, it's a good time. I feel like I'm happy that I did the work to explore my body and mm. also with a therapist remove scrub that shame off. And um, mm-hmm. I'm not fully there where there's still other things that I work through, but just getting that off of me has freed me a lot. Even though, mm. so I don't know if this is too much, but like, even when it comes to lingerie and like, I love lingerie. I love Savage Fenty. They don't even have to be from Savage Fenty <laughs> other places. I love to wear that on my own. It doesn't have to be for someone else. Just for me, I like to look sexy to me. Um, and I think that back then, being sexy was a problem. Mm. Feeling sexy was like, oh no, this is too much. I can't feel this way about myself. That even goes into like how we were basically brainwashed into like modesty culture like mm-hmm. and how i would like look at other people who were wearing like crop tops and like all this <laughs> stuff and be shaming them like they must not have a close relationship with god because <laughs> i'm dying crop tops. <laughs> like just so horrible looking back like oh my goodness like all of that was like a suppression of mm-hmm. indi- you know individualism and like that's also something that I think about now. Like another reason why I ended up leaving too was like the uh, the feeling of the inability to be myself. I'm mm-hmm. um, like, wow, I have like all this personality that wants to come like bursting out, but I feel very boxed in and like how I can express that or like, and so that I think became really exhausting for me as well. Mm. And now I feel like I'm more of in like a explore exploration phase. Like I have all these new things that I want to try and do that I was probably too afraid to do when I first you know started having sex again and so i just been doing a lot of reading and a lot of getting ready for the mm. season i'm about to go into you feel me um and i guess uh my last question was um if you could go back 
uh, would you do it again? No. Um, I wouldn't do it again. I don't have any negative views on celibacy, but I think my why was just not it. It just, mm-hmm. it wasn't it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it helped me besides, I guess, discipline, um, but I wouldn't do it again, no. Yeah. Okay. How about you? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have done it for that long, for sure. I can, I can mm-hmm. say that. And like, because I had self-esteem issues that I really needed to work on, I think it was positive mm-hmm. that I was doing it by myself. But then on a sidebar, on a side note, I always say this, and I just have to mention this because I think it's so toxic now looking back. When you have trauma and you have low self-esteem, it is horrible to be following a doctrine that says i'm such a sinner woe is me Mm. i i can't believe this man in the sky loves me because i'm such a wretch when you Mm. come from trauma and you already feel unlovable and you already feel like Mm. dang you know i can't do anything right like nobody loves me it is so toxic to be feeding into that it's literally like an extension of that trauma just needed to say that so (laughs) so actually i'm really happy you said that that i'm yeah for that Yeah. And it was just highly, highly unhealthy for me. So on one hand, like, yeah, I definitely think that I needed to take those three years to at least three years if I could go back to like build up my self-esteem, but it wouldn't have been based upon the premise of like Christianity at all. It'd be like, let me love myself. Let me love my body. Mm -hmm. Let me explore like who I am as a person outside of like everybody else. So now I feel like, yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't do it again for that reason. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. And I, I will say this, like, I don't, me having, especially at that point, I had a lot of sexual trauma. So mm-hmm. me not having sex and not understanding what consensual wool sex looked like, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. I sh- probably shouldn't have been, you know, having sex. But I think the step before celibacy should have been therapy for me. Mm-hmm. And Agreed. I didn't get therapy until like eight years later, <laughs> like mm-hmm. real therapy, because I had people I talked to in church and they called that therapy. That was not therapy. No. That was me telling my business and someone praying for me. <laughs> Good intentions. <laughs> Great intentions. Great intentions. But I wasn't receiving any like real guidance. And it wasn't because of, it's not their fault. It's just like, now that I've entered therapy with different therapists, I'm like, oh, wait, this is the root of this issue. And this is why I'm I'm hitting this wall or this is why I don't trust myself. Mm. And I love what you just said about just religion and how that can really be a, a um, mental gymnastics when you have trauma. Yeah. And I'm going to write that down. I'm gonna yeah. Down. And I would say just to add, um, not even just with trauma, but... I like sort of went through a phase, nothing like you, Maya, but you know, like my mom is super Christian. And so on my journey to finding myself, because I always thought something was wrong with me, the way I perceived the, uh, you know, the way I perceived the world. I wasn't into that, like like you said, modest culture. I always was like little shorts, little shirts. I'm just Mm -hmm. this free lady. But I went through a phase and I'm like, maybe something's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was trying to be now like indoctrinated. Like, I know like once in church, I walked up to the front. You know, when people walk up to the front, I was like, let me walk up to the front and save myself. (laughs) And honestly, I look back to that day like, why did I do that? Like, why am I being shamed for who I am? Like, I can still believe in God. I can still serve my community. I can be a good human being, but I like sex. (laughs) And I can completely understand, like, how you all are saying that you regret like as I admire from a discipline standpoint I completely understand from you know it being pushed by that mentality or that indoctrination 
I don't want to say indoctrination. I don't want to offend anybody, but yeah, it's not healthy. Anyway, <laughs> I'm like, I guess if you're doing it for the right reasons and you really feel like you want to be pure and save yeah. yourself, then <laughs> I just, I just haven't seen it in a way that's not based in shame. And like, maybe right. you know, somebody will prove me wrong, but yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't know if you've seen it be positive. I have. I can say that I have. Um, that I know of. Yeah, because um, mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't know people's life behind closed doors after they're for the person I'm thinking of is married. And yeah, I I I would assume from a, from where I stand that they had a good experience with that. But I can't really say that because I don't know for sure. I I, I don't know if someone's been completely honest with me mm-hmm. and shared you know doubts or a bad experience. And in Christianity, that is frowned upon. For someone yeah. to say that. <laughs> so I don't really know. I don't know if I could say that with confidence. Yeah. And also, you know what I think about, like, sexual compatibility. Like, if you're celibate, how do you even know Child. that you guys even have the same <laughs> sex language? Or, like, that person is going to be willing to explore and do the mm-hmm. things, you know, that you like. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to like the things you like, but that they're just open sexually to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, when you do do that, sometimes the people carry a lot of that shame. So even when they do get married, it's like, oh, we're not supposed to be doing this. Or we're doing this for procreation. Or, like, this or they don't want to have purpose. Oh, yeah, that was a whole nother thing. Like, that was a thing that my pastor really actually did preach, like, oral sex was wrong. And I remember thinking in the back of my head, well, I'm going to just be wrong, because... <laughs> I'm doing that when I get married like what I was thinking and then I think I had another experience I started going to this church and it just made me very uncomfortable and looking back I'm like that was so a male pastor asked me like am I having sex and Mm. I didn't I mean, I answered, but like I felt very (laughs) uncomfortable answering and then he like tried to deliver me wow by doing (laughs) what? right girl, he had his hand on my back uh-uh. Like whatever uh-uh. doing. and I was just like, "This is first of all, why do you, this is very intrusive? Why do you need to know what I'm doing in my private life?" I mean, that was that was on the point where I was on my way out, so I had a little bit more consciousness about like mm-hmm. this is some some ain't right about this. Yeah, and now looking back, I'm like, "Ooh, that church was very cultish," but I didn't know it at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was inappropriate. He yeah. <laughs> what? So yeah. you're having sex? So I'm gonna beat it out of you. Yeah. Like I'm literally gonna burp it out of your back. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, questionable, questionable, man. It was quite the journey. I look back on a lot of that stuff, like, oh, what the hell? I just yeah. was so naive and just wanted to believe that everybody had my best interests at heart and Jesus was the way and I mean, I still believe in God for sure, but it's just like my belief systems look very different and I don't believe in shame and religion and I don't know, figuring it out. But any last thoughts? Uh, yeah. So, um, first of all, thank you for letting me, exp- you know, talk about this. I don't talk about this often, actually. Oh. I feel like mm, not many of my friends know that I was celibate <laughs> for five <laughs> years. Um, so thank you for letting me talk about this. And now my mind's going. But yeah, I feel like my last thought would be: I'm so happy that I understand how important pleasure is, and mm-hmm. and that I'm free from that, and 
I'm able to walk around and like talk, have conversations with my friends about sex and ask questions and also understand that I, I think in my early 20s, I thought I was just supposed to know things about sex and know things about my body and know things about pleasure. And I love what you said earlier, Maya, like not having a voice to express mm-hmm. what I liked, what I was curious about and having that now. I don't know if that um, is because of my age and or experience or who I'm around the influence, but I'm just thankful that I'm not in that place where I was super insecure and I didn't know, you know, what to do with my body or somebody else's. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cheers to exploring. Yes. yes. Cheers. Exploring. exploring. <laughs> I love, you know, having these discussions, um, honestly, because I'm happy to see women take their sexual lives by the horns and say, you know what? This is for me. We did not, you know, we're not on earth to feel all these feelings and then we can't express them. I think that's crazy. Yeah. I like what you said earlier, London, like God doesn't want me to be pleasured. Like, why would yeah. he create these feelings in me then? <laughs> Yeah, like, yes. no. Especially as we get older, I feel like a lot of it does come with um with age. Things that I wouldn't have said like at 24, 25, at 35, I'm like, this is what I want. Mm. Are you down? <laughs> no, for sure. A lot. I feel I feel like women I mean, not to say that 20-year-olds don't, you know, enjoy sex, yeah. but I feel like women really begin to enjoy sex in their 30s because they're more comfortable mm. asking for what Definitely. they want. And they've done their research and like I think it's so positive now, just in general, like, you know, being able to go on Instagram and find sex pages and find what people are talking about and you know learn new things like I think that's also like access we didn't have before definitely Um, especially for black women I just recently came across this like page where she's just talking about pleasure and she's black and she's always talking about like you know just all the different ways that you could please yourself and I feel like we didn't have that five years ago no way but also send that to me okay (laughs) I will will. she's actually in Brooklyn Mm, so I will send you that page (laughs) but anyways um, this was a really great discussion thanks for talking London, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be able. Well, maybe I think. Yeah, I think I think people will be able to relate to this, <laughs> whether yes. they were celibate or not. Forever. I think it'll definitely start a conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so sorry, I just want to say thank you for having me and extending. Yes. Thanks invite. for coming on. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We will see you in episode sixteen.